This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. My anger on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. Mankind did it! Chappy Chappy! Beep beep! Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome everybody to Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Head. I am Vince Russo. This is Jerry Lane. And this, of course, man, a big, big TV star. Al, I got to tell you something, man. I'm being dead serious now. Let me put my lights on here. Okay. Bro, I have not. And, bro, I'm talking about major media. I'm not talking about wrestling sites. I'm not, uh, yeah, yeah. Bro. I have not seen one bad review of your show. Not I haven't not, either. Not um, one, no. bro. No, I haven't either. I um, from Forbes to Variety to the New York Times to Wall Street Journal to uh, Time Magazine. Um, Today you know, show. They've all been yeah. The Today Show. Yeah, they they um, they loved it. Uh, they they raved about it. You know, and that's a testament to Greg Whiteley. I mean, it really is. I would love to say that it's, you know, us, but it's it really is the crew and uh, the crew, Chelsea and Zoe and and Kella and and Greg Whiteley and Alejandro with BBC America. The, all those people, man, they they really they're amazingly talented uh, people and are really the unsung heroes of of you know of this whole thing. I mean. They're there before anybody else gets there. They're the ones that leave after everybody else leaves. I mean, and then they're the ones that put it all together. So he's, you know, I can't thank them enough. You know, uh, Jeff, Al has a way. uh, It's called the magical touch. Uh, Al has a way of parlaying things into bigger things. And he just mentioned, you just mentioned the Today Show, Variety, Wall Street Journal, uh, Forbes. Bro, please look me in the eye. Al, look yeah. me in the, are you looking me in the eye? I am, yeah. Please tell me you are not going to invite these people to your comedy show. And, Absolutely. And, 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 I, I already yes. did. I already did. And they loved it, Vince. They loved it. Coda, <sighs> okay. you know, from the, uh, the, from the Coda. Today Show, Coda. like this, or whatever her name is. Coda, we're like this. Is oh, my God. And it is. And we're like this. Yeah, Al. I was just uh, reading. We're old pals. We're old drinking buddies. You know, <laughs> you, Kathy Lee. You, we Kathy got, Lee, and Coda. Me and Kathy Lee. We've been out bar hopping. You know, she drinks wine. I drink bourbon. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't. You know, it don't yeah. take much though. You know, she's a lightweight. Yeah. Hey, uh, she bro, loves I, box wine. She doesn't have like a taste. I was. I literally, bro. I was just reading. Just as I came on this show, I guess the WWE have announced a five-year deal 
with uh you know uh uh NB, what is what do they call it, Jeff? NBCU, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, NBC Universal. Embassy yeah. Universal. <laughs> that SmackDown is moving to USA Network starting in October 24th, or basically a year from now. And they're also out. They're going to do four times a year on NBC. Yeah. They're going to be doing the old, uh, you know, um, uh, Saturday Night Main Event gimmick. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that's that's incredible. Well, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Are they, doing, are they doing the Saturday night's main event? No, on... no. They're going to do four primetime specials. We don't know when they're going to be. But no, that, are they doing them on USA or no, are they NBC. doing them on, are NBC. they going to do them on NBC? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty, um, you know, that's an accomplishment. But, but, but is it Al? <sighs> because they're losing Fox. Uh, you know, I mean, Fox. They, is yeah, much, they are. And they, they, they are going back to yeah. the USA Network. I, I don't know if that's a good thing. Well, I mean, you know, the big, the big heady uh, accomplishment for SmackDown right out of the gate was that it was on a, a broadcast network. Granted, it was it was UPN at right. the time, you know, right. but that was an, uh, a new up and coming network not a cable, uh, you know, and there still is a differentiation between network and cable, uh, you know, shows and, you know, um, and the, you know, there's a lot more as far as within the television industry being featured on a network as opposed to a cable show as well. Uh, and you know, it, could be, but you know that is the one thing that we both know about Vince McMahon. He is he, he he's not afraid to take, which he's always said, you know, take one step back to take two steps forward, and you know it, it is to a degree I would imagine a, a bit of a step back. You know, not putting you know USA down, and I know they say the landscape has changed with the streaming and all that, but there are numbers out there showing that these streaming networks are not as profitable or not, you know, they were great during COVID and that's where a lot of them really sprung up. Uh, but they're not doing as strong a numbers now as what they were in comparison to, again, just the normal broadcast and uh, what they call linear, which are cable uh, networks, yeah. you know? So th- there's a lot of debate out there as to what the future of television will be and, you know, how it's going to play out. Everybody assumes that everyone lives like everyone else and that everyone has access to high-speed internet like everyone else. And there is still a very large percentage of the country that don't have access to high-speed internet. And, and, and the other thing is, is if the internet is as over as everyone says it is, as prevalent and as prominent why do they still advertise on television and radio internet services? Good point. If, right. uh, if what everyone says is that the internet is surpassed television, why do they still advertise their services on radio and television? Yeah. I'll tell you why, because they're trying to reach the greatest amount of an audience as possible to sell their services. That's why. And that shows you that still, Broadcast network television is still more prominent than just, you know, than in the television hierarchy. Broadcast network television is still going to be more prominent than cable television than streaming. Hey, uh, Jeff, you know, since uh, Fox lost 
Um, well, not not really. Well, I, I wouldn't say lost. Like, it sounds like Fox lost. It sounds like Fox decided not to. Play. Yeah, Fox decided. Uh, do you know, uh, Jeff? Let, let me first say one thing. You and I, uh, Jeff, were kayfabed for months, maybe years, over this Netflix thing. A- absolute, bro. I had to find out, I, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna reveal how I found out. I had, but I found out prior. On my own, because Al was kayfabing us. So I'm not going to let him kayfabe us over this. I'm letting it out of the bag now, Jeff, because part of the reason Fox dropped uh, the uh, the WWE, bro, was Al is in negotiations with Fox as we speak for <laughs> Al Snow the musical. Al Snow the musical uh, may be coming to Fox, from what I understand, Al. Is, is this true? Yes, cat's out of the bag. That's the know. only thing you haven't done yet, bro, is a musical. You need to do it. You got stand-up. I got TV shows. I got westerns. I got comic books. You don't have a, a Al Snow the musical. And and actually, we're we're discussing whether it'll be, a, you know, we're going to do a musical and a variety hour. share <laughs> variety hour. It'll be me and Head hosting... You know, we'll bro, out. you, hey, Al, you laugh. That sounds like a great idea, bro. <laughs> I'd watch that show, bro. I've already lined up the Rockettes to be on. The Ethel Merman. Ethel Merman is here. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be true. If if anybody could bring back the variety show, it would be Alan Head. Yes. All in is going to be a regular guest. All in, yes. Yes, yes. So, yeah, we're looking for I, I guarantee you Jeff has no idea who Paul Lynn is. I had no idea. Jeff, no. no. There you go. I told you. Thinking about also bringing back Secret Squares. Big, big, big opportunity. Yes, yes. Speaking of bringing back Al, Al was that, bro, TV star and all, bro. He yeah. still has time to find these clips, which I think is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, well, b- before we get to the, the yeah, this one's the not week, good. This one there, there was two injuries to top AEW guys mm. last night on Dynamite, and this the first one was John Moxley. Now, I, I can't see how he had an injury. I really yeah. can't. I mean, I, his head protected him. So, <laughs> all right, Al. So, what? What? Go back, Jeff. What? What went wrong here, Al? Well, hold what on, went wrong? There, there, let's finish it first, so he can go through the whole thing because it's not over. So he gets dropped on his head there with the pile driver, and he uh, apparently told the ref to count him out. The ref he said didn't. something. Yeah, he did yeah. say something there. So yeah. watch this. Oh no! 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 One wasn't enough. Yeah, let's oh, drop him on his head come again. Come on, bro. So it's good. I got the slow-mos in. This is the first one. Ooh. So apparently he got a concussion from that. This is the second one. This is a completely different one after the first oh. one. So what happened? They did it to him twice. Yeah, because you know what you do when your opponent says he's hurt? You hurt him some more. That's what I'm saying. I'm watching this and I'm like, listen, bro, I mean, how do you not ask the question? Was this not intentional? Like, seriously, bro? He's telling the ref to make the count because he's obviously hurt. Why? Yeah. In, unless that other – I don't know. who Who's that other wrestler, Jeff? Ray Phoenix. I mean, I, I, I was going to say, unless he doesn't understand English, I, I don't know. I 
would imagine because Moxley looks like he's on autopilot. Um, you know, it, it's so hard to, to do some kind of commentary or explanation on this, but when you, you see this, but uh, a lot of times these guys, you know, they, they call and they mentally rehearse these things so much. And you see Moxley getting up with him and, uh, and it probably was planned for him to do two. I would, I would assume because right. you can see Moxley just getting up and doing it. And it's probably because he's pro uh, Moxley was more than likely at least slightly, if not partially unconscious at this point and on the first one. And then when Phoenix got, you know, picked him up, you know, he just went through the motions and got up with him again. Um, uh, Cause it's, it was probably planned to do it that way. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> There used to be a rule that when, you know, a guy got hurt, you did everything you could to protect him. And, and these guys are so concerned about themselves and about getting, you know, their stuff in and doing what they called that now they just, you know, they go on autopilot and they just, they don't think, you know, uh, but luckily he, he only had a concussion. I know that sounds crazy saying he only had a concussion, but I mean, you know, think if, the way he's, he's hitting, uh, not only could he have suffered a concussion, I mean, he could have, he could have injured his neck, you know, um, it could have, you know, you know, and let's, you know, a concussion again is when you bruise the brain, you know, doing it a second time, you know, he could have long lasting permanent damage from this. Trust me. I live with it every day. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, because reportedly the concussion was on the first one, and then yeah. the second one looked even more brutal than the first one. So what's the, like, how much more, like, does the concussion just get worse yeah. because of the second one? You know, because that's what you would think anyway. It does, because the brain's already damaged and when it hits again, because that's where, you know, a concussion is where the brain slaps against the inside of the skull and and, and gets bruised. And then doing it again, it just, it, you know, it's going to go in the same, very same area, um, uh, you know, and, uh, but don't worry, like Kenny Omega said, they, they really, they just did this where they drop each other all directly on their head to just get an emotional response. I mean, that's all, yeah. you know, uh, you know, it's not accidental or anything that's completely planned. He, he's talking to Phoenix as Phoenix is getting ready to pick him up again. He's, he yeah. says something to Phoenix. Man, I, I, I worry about Moxley. I, I know Moxley, you know, likes to work this way. I, I, I understand and I get all that, but I'm, I'm listen, this is not work. You yeah, know, this is, say, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, so and so likes to work this way. This isn't a work. Let's always remember and keep in mind when we're using that term, the definition of a work is to make somebody believe something that's not real. This is all quite real. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, these young athletes are going to have such a physical cost at, at, the, at the end of their very short careers. Uh, you know, used to, you know, in the business, uh, you know, guys would overstay their welcome. You know, they'd, you'd, you know, I remember back in the old days, you know, WWF days, Sweet Hansen was, you know, at the time was like an enhancement guy at that point in his career. You know, but before that, he was a, he was a top guy in the territories. You know, and he was just getting 
was getting long in the tooth, but he, was, he could still get in the ring and he could still go, you know, and he could still handle himself. And it was because of the fact that, you know, they weren't doing things like this. And, and the sad thing is, is that no one in that audience is going to appreciate this move anymore. It's not going to get any more of an emotional response. And yet they took the risk to do it to, again, to get very little reward. You know, again, it's back to that risk versus reward, Mm. you know, and, and now Moxley's injured, you know, he's, he, he's going to be out. He's going to be on the shelf. You're not going to be able to make money with him in any way or degree. He's not going to be able to work. Uh, and I just don't see as a business model how this makes sense, both for the performers and for the promotion. And, you know, there is there's rampant injuries. I mean, let's uh, you know, this isn't a criticism or or anything of AEW, you know, because AEW defenders are going to be like, oh, you're always bagging on them. No, I'm not, I'm not criticizing. I'm simply pointing out, let's face it, over the four or five years or I don't even know what length of time it's been open. How many major injuries have suffered? And a lot of the major top people have suffered. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and because of this, you know, becoming the the prevalent style of let's go out there and try and shock and outdo the other match with just moves, not with character and intent and no just moves you know and and they continue to take greater and greater physical risk which i have said a number of times every single time they go in the ring whether they do this or not they are going to face a percentage of a chance of a life altering or life ending injury and this type of behavior because we did the darby allen when was that we did the darby out we just they dropped him on the top turnbuckle, like splayed across, you know, where it almost looked like it broke him in two. And then he fell off and collided into the ring apron. And somebody I saw online was like, oh, I've seen more ridiculous stuff on WWE in years past. No, you haven't. You know what I mean? No one was given something to where they could not completely control themselves. And, uh, you know, and they're going to say, well, the Rikishi driver – Rikishi did it in a way to where that head never came near the mat, you know, and same with a pile driver, the same with undertaker's tombstone. And because the fact of the matter is that if undertaker or Rikishi were doing it and had heart or done it, you know, where they bumped guys, everybody else would go, you know, I'm not taking that. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Oh, same with triple H's, you know, pedigree, you know, if, if you hurt enough people, you can't get them to then agree to do it, you know? And these yeah. guys are only all too willing to take those risks, you know? And in, in, in the, it, there's, no, there's no long-term payoff. There's no long-term, you know, benefit from it, except for the momentary, oh, my God, yeah. you know, holy shit, reaction. You know, and then the, oh, they walk in the back and all of the boys are like, oh, wow, that was, oh, my God, are you okay? That's it. They, they, again, we are, in, we are again reinforcing the fact and teaching the talent through the talent to perform for the boys. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, I literally just cut a promo on uh, one of the kids here in OVW. 
a guy by the name of Will Austin was working with uh, uh, you know wrestler Manny Domingo, and he did uh, the buckle bomb. And I, I lost, you know, when he came back through, I didn't lose my shit. I just said, what, what, what were you thinking? Why did you do that? And he, he was like, well, he, he was okay. I said, tell me who in this building other than you and everyone backstage knows that that turnbuckle is, is incredibly hard and incredibly dangerous. I said, and, and tell me how you gained more out of the match by doing this than you would have if you'd have just bumped him in the center of the ring where he could have controlled it. Tell me how that made great sense that now you're in a program with this guy. And I said, and just like, you know, it's been proven. I said, think of all the money that was left on the table with Sting, all because Seth Rollins did the buckle bomb and then it hurt Sting to where it couldn't work. So we never got to see a Sting versus Undertaker. We never got to see any of those matches that could have drawn major money. Couldn't, didn't get it all because we did a move that only the boys in the back appreciate. Yeah. yeah. Make, tell me how that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just like this, yeah. because I, I, no one, I mean, in the audience, everybody's going, Oh my God. But is is the way you establish a move like this that we're watching is it has to be done repeatedly over and over again to successive different wrestlers. So that now when we, as the audience see it, we go, Oh crap, that's it. You know, you did it one time. You hurt the guy. Nobody else is going to take this. Yeah. So now what was the point in it? How do you get a return off of this This by by the risk? You don't. Yeah. The boys get impressed. Great. But the boys ain't buying tickets, and apparently neither are the fans. Yeah. All right. What's, what's next, Jeff? Let's have one question because um, I know in WWE – the referee would have counted this or gotten fined if they didn't with, with them being down. Like I, I, I was told by Rudy that if they're down, you, you count the three. And to. so that nothing exposes the business more than this, where the referee will hesitate. Yeah. So is this, how, how does that happen? Is that just that they don't have that what procedure the there? The ref only, you're only supposed to count. What is the finisher? No. Well, yeah, it, 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 the, here, the referee should never know the finish. The referee has no need to know the finish. And every referee comes to me and goes, what's the finish? Why do you care? Honestly. Yeah. I don't, why do you need to know? Your job is to count whenever their shoulders are on the mat. If it's not the finish, it is the wrestler's fault, not yours. And they, they will, because that guy knew the finish, knew that was not the finish. I bet you anything that was a false finish, okay? And he hesitated because he knew he knew he wasn't, it wasn't what he was supposed to count. Nothing exposes the business more and will kill a match and, and the, all, the two performers' hard work than for the referee to go down. And we just had this in OVW. I mean, uh, awesome main event. For on our uh, a pay-per-view recently uh, with a four-way. And the guys did an amazing job of building up these false finishes. And then the, the finish came, and, or the false finish came, and the guy didn't kick out. And the, guy, and the referee did the, uh, and the whole audience went, Ugh, and just, it kills everything when a referee does not count. And this idea that the referee needs to know the finish is absurd because he doesn't need to know it because it ain't being done to him. He doesn't even need to know who's going over. 
All he needs to know is he's got to count whenever their shoulders down. Period. All right, what's next, Jeff? Well, this is the second injury. Watch Adam Cole on the ramp here. This reportedly sent him to the hospital, and he left on crutches. Um, so on the back left, watch Adam Cole. So if you're listening on audio, he jumped just jumped from the ramp to the floor yeah. had an awkward, awkward landing. It looks like he screwed up his ankle. Oh, that's too bad. Does that have anything to do with the footwear, Al? I don't know because I don't know what he's wearing. And, you know, it, it was probably just one of those, you know, situations where you're in mid-run and you're going so fast that your momentum when you jump, you know, you land wrong and, you know, either, you know, let's hope he didn't do anything severe to his ankle. I mean, he's been on the shelf for how long already? Yeah. He's back and now he's going to go right back out on the shelf again. You know, there's no way uh, that th- this behavior, not, you know, by Adam Cole, but but this in-ring behavior is such a short-sighted uh, and very poor business approach. And, you know, it goes back to leadership. You know, somebody in that in that company has got to stand up and rein these talent in and, and go, you know, look, you're not doing it. A, B, C anymore. You're because we can't, you know, in order to the wrestling business is an educational business. It's where you educate an audience to like, dislike, believe, disbelieve, anything you want them to. But the way you do it is through a consistent, consecutive application of that lesson. Each week you teach an audience this guy's a particular is a star. This particular person is this. This particular person has this character. This particular person has this move or this submission hold that will beat every person. And now that audience now understands those concepts and then reacts accordingly based on what you've taught them. But you can't ever accomplish the lesson if a performer is constantly getting hurt, being put on the shelf. There's no way you're going to ever get your money out of Adam Cole. There's no way. Why? Well, I'm not not dissing Adam Cole. It's just he's been on the shelf for how long? How many times has he been injured? And now he's he's going to get hurt and he's going to be back off again. Well, you never get an opportunity to really because that's how you were able to get Steve Austin over. He didn't just go to Steve Austin levels. Remember, right out of the gate from the King of the Ring. You know, it took week to week process of instructing the audience, this guy is this guy, and you like him, and here's why. And that's of the the promoter or the booker and the combination of the performer himself working together to educate that audience. Hey, I'm a star. I'm a main event player. Hey, I'm, you know, and this is my move. And, And that, you know, that takes both working together, but you can't do it when it's a start, a stop, start, a stop, start. You can never get it going. Al, you know what I find fascinating, bro. You know, listen, man. You you know I'm a uh, you know I'm a big uh, baseball fan, right? Right. And, bro, I can't tell you how many times I, I've seen you know like a a superstar you know come up like Ronald Acuna Jr., like uh, Bryce Harper. And what happens, Al, is when you bring them up, twenty two, twenty three years old, right, bro? They're running through walls. 
like they are playing like like they're flying through the air. I mean, there's no restriction. They're literally running through walls. Here's what happens, Al. They get a major injury. As soon as they get that major injury, bro, they're out for months. But, Al, here's the difference. Every time they come back, it's all of a sudden, well, maybe I shouldn't go through that wall over over that ball I may or may not catch because I may be out for the next six months. Like they, they literally learn from that style of play and how long it put them on the shelf. And now they start using their head. Should I run through that wall or should I give up the double? Because if I run through the wall, I'm a, I, it looks like these wrestlers never learn it looks like bro they suffer serious injuries and then they come back and they're doing the same thing all over again well there, there's a different environment in baseball in baseball you know it really is a team sport and that, granted that they, they're those kids come up and they're wanting to be the next reggie jackson the next you know they want to be that standout star player on the team and they're all full of pissing vinegar and they're running through walls, then they get hurt. And the, but the environment, the culture is a team, very much a team culture. And it is very much about, you know, there's, there's no one else on the bench or going, yeah, that man, you should do that again. Wow. That was awesome. You know, and encouraging them to take those risks or those continue to take those risks. They're actually the other guys on the bench are like, look, kid, I was the same way. I came up, yeah. I got hurt. It wasn't worth it. I'm telling you, man, you need to just dial it back, you know, and when you need to turn it on, you turn it on. And, and you know, and they try to, the culture tries to mitigate that. The culture, and especially to this day right now, is everyone, who can do the biggest, most spectacular thing and stand out, even if it's just briefly. And granted, the sad thing is that, again, this is the dichotomy of wrestling, is that we are a team, and it is a team experience. But it is also a matter of being that star standout player on the team and everyone endeavoring to do it. But not understanding that it takes a certain amount of time of consistent performance to be able to be that standout player. They think they can be that standout player being the next one who gets the audience to ooh and ah and and get that momentary reaction. And the, the culture backstage reinforces that by telling, oh, yeah, man, that was awesome. You should go do that every time and take that risk. And, you know, in the the course, they go, God, yeah, Um, my contemporaries, my peers are thinking I'm great. Man, it must be working. I'm going to keep doing it. Granted, the audience only goes ooh and ah, and then the boys sit there and put it over in the back. So they end up wrestling for the locker room. Yeah. And they take these greater and greater risks. Al, and I want to ask. I want to ask you a question. Not knocking anybody. It comes down to leadership. There's got to be a strong hand in there that goes, "Look, this is what we're doing, and here's why we're doing it, and we need to dial this bullshit that you're doing back because everyone's getting hurt, and now I'm paying people to sit home, and I'm not able to derive money off of them or a return on my investment." Because you idiots are going out there killing each other. You know what role I call that out? Mm-hmm. 
you know what role I call that? Uh, the Tom Jones role. The Tom Jones role. I, Al, listen to me. Al, people can say whatever they want about Hulk Hogan, bro. And listen, if anybody should be burying Hulk Hogan, it's me. Never in a million years. But I would never had a job in this business if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan. But I, I got to ask you this, Al. Like you, you talked about, and you've talked about it several times. You know, thanking Hulk Hogan for being on his card. You've talked about that. But now I would also have to believe, say what you want about Hulk Hogan. When when Hulk was on top of the card, yeah. I would have to believe that that Hulk had a responsibility and knew he had a responsibility for everyone else on that card. And yeah. I, I, I'm I'm sure Hulk knew that wow. if I get hurt. Yeah. This is going to affect the livelihood of 20 other people. Yeah, yeah, he did. And we all know that. Again, there are rules. There were intrinsic rules of behavior and etiquette that were passed down in this business because of business reasons. Right. And guys understood. And that comes back to the shaking of the hands and saying thank you, at, at, you know, whenever you know, that used to be when you pinned a guy, you immediately when you pinned him, you said, thank you. Right there. If you went over on the guy with a submission, you waited at the curtain. So when they came back through, you said, thank you. Because that guy didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we all understood that. Okay. And we, we understood it was a favor. They were doing us a favor. That's gone. That's lost. You know, the shaking of the hand and understanding the responsibility of being the top guy and knowing, hey, I got to protect myself because not only for me, but we're drawing money off of me. And that means every one of the boys is now making more money than what they would have made. And now I have, I'm carrying not just myself, I'm carrying the locker room on my back. You know, that's all gone. Now it's it's all about me. It's all about just, you know, uh, I got to stand out. I got to have people talking about me. It's got to be, it's everything is 100% centered around me. That's the, that's the culture. That is the environment that's been bred. And that is, Hey, I'm going to outdo you come out there. And now it's no longer, do we work our spot on the card where, you know, we build ourselves up is I'm coming out there to steal the show. So it doesn't matter if, if we've got a 10-match show and now match one gets the card to pop so hard, the audience to pop so hard that now they don't give a shit about match nine through, you know, one, two through nine, ten, they don't give a shit about them because they, they've already popped, you know. They've already had, you know, just like having sex, now they want to eat a sandwich and go to sleep, okay? And, that, I quite, and, that, and that's the thing no one gets anymore. The term pop is not to get someone to react. The term pop is literally short for pop their nut, to have an orgasm, period. Get them to feel something emotionally so strong that they, boom, pop. Now you hear them, oh, do you hear them pop on my entrance? Well, turn around and go back in because all they want to do is eat a sandwich and go to sleep now. Yeah, You're not getting them any higher. So now we're going we're gonna to work the show. Instead of working it for the benefit of everybody, I'm going to go out and I'm going to stand out. I'm going to steal the card. Well, you're just shooting yourself in the foot because now you're not sending those people out the door at the highest point of emotion that that's going to drive them and want to come back in greater numbers. No, 
Now you've just wore them out and they go, well, I don't need to go back and see that for another six or eight months, you know? Yeah. Done. You know, and it's such a stupid, and it's not a very non business approach because, uh, and before we get into the videos, are we going to address the Tony Khan video? Because I watched that and it was just fascinating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he was, when he pulled up the chair? When he pulled, he went out and addressed the audience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let, there let, are so many things going yeah. on in that video. Yeah, let's let's do let, let let's yeah let's do that after these. Let's yeah, because I can't <laughs> wait to get your thoughts. All right, okay. so what's this, Jeff? Let's look um, at the circus of idiocy this week. Yeah, this was sent in by Al. Oh, it's a, okay. It's a cinder block. And you're picking with a cinder block. Yeah, and I promise you, Devin, seen the rest of the match. I guarantee he rolled him over, pinned him, the guy kicked out. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That was nice brickwork. That's what I said, nice brickwork. Uh, new syllabus this week uh, coming out, you know, brickwork. Uh, <laughs> uh, no Maybe. more, Jeff? Is yeah, yeah more? We, we got a bunch more. This one also sent in by Al. Oh, hold on, Jeff. Hold on. All right, go ahead. Watch, Watch this. Look at that. Holy watch, watch his head. Watch his head. Watch his forehead. forehead. God, bro. Yeah, it's, okay. it's okay. He broke the fall with his head. Oh, my God. What, who, what, needs, who needs a neck? I mean, bro, bro, what is the guy going for here? Like, what are buster. they trying to do? Going for a brain buster on the ring apron and just bam. Oh, my God. God, bro, yeah. like that—that's—that's that, that, a you could die on impact right there, bro. Yeah, but think of it. You what? What a pop! Oh my God, bro, that's brutal, man. On the literally the edge of the ring, where at a ninety degree angle, you've got a steel, a piece of steel that you know your face just hit. Awesome. Oh, who's this? A long career. Is this this goal coming off the top? No, I think it's Sanjay Dutt. This was uh, sent okay. by Al and Alex Anderson. Yeah. Sanjay Dutt! It's okay. I don't want Oh, kids. my God, bro. What the freak? <laughs> what is with these dudes? Sanjay Dutt! So in the back, this guy went to Sanjay and was like, hey, could you make my testicles look like smack? <laughs> Bubble gum on my legs. Oh my god! And he bro. was like, "Yeah, no problem." You know what do you what do you think? Well, I was thinking maybe if you moonsault and then drive both your feet right into my groin, I should be fine. <laughs> oh my god, bro! Uh, this one I was probably, probably pinned him and he kicked out. Yeah, this was sent in by Al. It was so bad. It made Al. It made out, out yeah, it made out, Al, Al, Al tuned out. Al, what's going on here, Al? He literally broke the fall with his head again. <laughs> it's like, it, that is literally like you can hear the conversation. You'll be fine. Just protect yourself with your head. You'll be okay. You know? Uh, I'm not going to powerbomb you in your back. Oh, good, because my back's been kind of sore lately, and I've been going to a chiropractor. No, nah, I'll just drop you right on the back of your head. It'll be fine. How many strands of hepatitis C do you think are on that mat? <laughs> hey, hey, that's not funny. Here's why. <laughs> they had a show over – this was when I first bought OVW, right? 
I have a show over in Jeffersonville, Indiana, right across the bridge. And it's a panes of glass death match, right? And they, of course, big main event. And the kid goes through a pane of glass, opens up along his entire spine like a toy. Yeah, you, you told us that. Yeah, yeah. Well, then the health department decides to issue a warning that anyone that attended the show has to be tested for Hep A, B, and C, and HIV. Then the local news picks it up for two weeks, and my business went right in the shitter. So, yeah, you know, uh, what's what's the next, Jeff? All right, this next one was sent in by Greg O'Grady and Scott Smith. Oh, oh yeah, I saw this one. I saw this one. You got to take the whole thing in. Look how long he's wait. Can we stop this for a second? Stop. <laughs> okay, before we get into the actual physical act of the uh, of the stupidity, right? Before we get into that, right, of the stupid human trick that's about to be performed, uh, let's look at and take in. I want you to go back, run it back, Jeff, and then I want you to watch and see how long this man lays prone on this table like he is a sarcophagus that's been dug. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Keep going. No. Look. Okay, stop. How long was that? <laughs> that the was guy about, was nine or ten the table. The guy on the seconds. table yeah. is in a coma. He is clearly comatose. He's not moving at all. Watch the second that this thing goes completely awry. What a surprise. And then watch the guy on the table. Okay. No way. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. You know how when you slip and fall on ice and how bad it hurts when you hit your tail. Oh. The impact on this man's ass. Literally, <laughs> he's not been a shit for three weeks. <laughs> all the way back up into his chest. Uh, okay. All right, what's next, Jeff? No, no, we're not done. No, we got more. Oh, there is so much more. Now, could you run it back one more time, Jeff, to where he jumps? And now watch the guy on the table. Now everything becomes about the guy on the table, Okay. Let her rip. And he's going to jump. And there we go. Boom, we missed. Now, see the guy just immediately fall off the table? <laughs> now, watch. Keep an eye on him. He's fine now. He was coming. What is he doing? It gets better. Show Vince the rest. That was it. That, that's, that's it. You didn't see the part? I sent you the one where he gets off the table. He now picks up the guy. Who just you know what? that might have been the deleted video. So, uh, uh-huh. one of the one of the ones you sent me when I went to the link, it said this video has been deleted. Okay, so I if that was so it. The guy that now grabs the guy that just impacted his spine up through his ears, right? <laughs> Picks him up like over his shoulders, throws him on the table. The guy bends in half. The table doesn't break. He ricochets off. Uh-huh. The guy that was on the table now runs around the of the of the table. Picks the guy back up. Oh, no, no. You're not going to get out of this, pal. Picks him up, puts him back over his shoulder, throws him on the table again. The guy bends in half and ricochets off the table. (laughs) So it's like, hey, just like Ray Phoenix. Hey, John, you just hurt yourself. Let me do it again. This guy goes, hey, I just watched you sail past me at about 35 miles an hour. 
and had a crash test dummy asshole splat. Let me pick you up, throw you back on your spine across the table twice. What a surprise you didn't break the table. Oh, my God. (laughs) What's next, Jeff? Uh, This one was sent in by Big Evil Pops. This looks safe. Uh, Yes. Oh, my God. The guy's dead. The guy's dead. The guy is dead. Same move that Ray Phoenix did. Boom! But now let's put oh, a little mighty man. This 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 is getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Look, stop for a second. I'm going to tell and mark my words because everybody all and I've said lots of stuff over the years and everybody's like, ah, yeah, what, ah, what do you know? Like you know, uh, I was sitting in catering one time and I, uh, WWE and I was like, hey, you know, you know, to make sure we everybody's safe and we should practice. You know, when we're, everybody's wanting to practice these big moves. This was back in the 97 or whatever, 98. And, you know, I said, maybe you guys should get a crash mat so that that way guys could, you know, do it prior to the show and not worry about getting injured. Everybody laughed. Now, what do they have on the truck that they bring? Oh, yeah, to? absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Freaking crash mat. But I was an idiot. Yeah. You know I and mean? oh, my God, what are you thinking? Okay. I guarantee you, mark my words, because I've said this since I bought OVW. That was what motivated me to do it, okay? Because of the fact that we literally nowadays have no standards as far as training, etc. We won't even get into that. Mark my words. Someone, and this is going to be unfortunate, someone is going to, and they have already, we've already had them. It's not like this is impossible. Someone has died in a wrestling ring on these independent shows. Okay, someone is going to die again in the wrestling show, and it's going to be one that's going to catch fire. Uh, not literally, I mean, the publicly. Okay, there's going to be a slow news day. That's what that's all it's going to take. It's a slow news day. Somebody's going to either be paralyzed or they're going to die, and it's going to be a slow news day. And there's going to be a senator that's going to think, "Hey, I can hook my wagon to this one." Just like they did with the, you know, with the baseball scandal and all of that stuff, and they're gonna look. Here's my chance. I can get myself over with this. I can show people I'm a champion of the people, and I care. And you're going to screw around, and we're no longer gonna have state athletic commissions. We're gonna have a federal athletic commission over wrestling. Guarantee it. Yeah. Mark my word. And you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to pay twenty five dollars. You know, you're going to have to go through a litany of very expensive physical testing. You're going to have to spend at least $100 to $250 for a license for a year. It's going to be ridiculous. All because of the stupidity that is being bred in the industry. Yeah. All right. What's next, Jeff? Uh, This was sent in by Big Evil Pops. Oh, my God. A fluorescent bowl and a chair on top of a fluorescent bowl. Not just that, in the gooch. That's what I'm saying, bro. You you ain't putting glass nowhere near my wiener, bro. Nowhere near my wiener are you putting no. fucking glass, bro. Nowhere near Big Jim and the Twins. I'm, uh. if, if I'm laying there, I am literally turtling all the way. Oh, my God. Stuff's pulling up inside me. I have ovaries now. It's not no longer. Oh, man, bro. Yeah. Uh, not like, I mean, they'd have to have a, she'd have to have a hell of a name to hit mine anyways. But um, <laughs> again, know. again, thank God the referee is wearing gloves though, Al. The referee. Well, 
Safety first. (laughs) (laughs) What's next, Anything less would be irresponsible. Uh, uh, This was sent in by A.R. Wayne. This is is very short. I I don't know what's going on Oh, what are you? How did you book that? How did you? Some type of ring around the rosy gimmick? How how did you book that? That's the old Japanese uh, fudge swirl. That's what that (laughs) is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a deadly move, you know, and it requires a tag team or apparently a, a trio because there's got to be one guy that's cheering on. So that's called the that's called the Betty Crocker chocolate cake. Oh my god! <laughs> I, what what do we got here now? Uh, this is the last one. This was sent in by Ilya. Here he goes, crossing himself. Ooh. Oh my god! Look at him! Oh. Done. He's done. Stick oh, I'm not watching this the second time. Yeah, so this <laughs> was about ten years ago, and the yeah. the YouTube video. Yeah, this guy, the guy that landed on his head, posted a comment on the video saying the show must go on. That's how much this match meant to me. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure he's functioning just fine right now, and clearly by that statement, it shows no brain damage was done. So. <laughs> God, bro. And again, he's okay. Vince, he's all right. He broke the fall with his face. I mean, what do you want? I mean, it's all safety. You know what I mean? And I'm sure the ref had gloves on during that one, too. <laughs> all right, Al. Just sit down. I think, I, I th- I think tonight we're going to debut on OVW TV. I mean, and I'm going to put the sofas, the, uh, the old Japanese fudge swirl work. You know, yeah. Also, too, keep keep with students coming to uh, to the only accredited school. The parents yeah. are going to have to sign a waiver for that fudge swirl, right? They got to have the parents' permission to do that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we can't just. Oh, oh we're not done now. What's the? What's, no, what's I thought the, he wanted to watch this. He said he wanted to watch the Tony Khan video, right? I, oh yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I watched it and I was fascinated. <laughs> play play a little of it, and then we'll let Al comment. He's, he's doing this as a welcome home for me. I came from Champaign, Illinois. Bro, this is going to be Al when he's doing his stand-up comedy in Lima. This is going to be Al when they're booing Al out of the building. Bro, and Al's going to say, wait a minute. I was born right down the street. My mother's here. Yeah, my mother's here, and she's standing up going, you suck. Get off the stage. Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Unbelievable. Unbelievable you would put yourself in this position. Unreal. Go ahead. Do me. Go ahead. I'm, I'm a dope. Go ahead. I have never done this before. I wanted to come out and talk to you before the show starts. Usually when I come out here in Chicago. Uh, in front Hold of- on for a second. Al, can you imagine... He's doing this before the show starts. Let's get them in the right frame of mind, right, bro? He's doing it before the show. It's 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 almost it's almost hard to watch, you know, because he's you can sell you can tell. I mean, he is so desperate for their approval. Yeah, and I, I, business wise, why didn't he? Why didn't he, when he was out, like if he, I understand like he can't, you can't totally anticipate what the reaction will be, but my goodness, 
when you're out there, why didn't he just switch gears and then embrace it and then turn himself heel? You know what I mean? That's what Vince did with the whole Bret Hart thing. You know, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. People aren't aware these days that Vince was always a presence on TV, but a lot of people didn't know he was the man behind the curtain, that, you know, he was the guy that ran the deal. He was just a commentator. And then when the whole Bret Hart thing happened with Shawn Michaels, he came back out on TV. He attempted to do the same thing you know, a similar promo, but he didn't do it live in front yes. of it all. He did it pre-recorded, you know, to where he could state his side of things. And then he was smart enough to parlay it into becoming a, a, a character, a persona on TV that drew money. Yeah. Tony Khan, really, my best advice would have been to just embrace this in the moment and just go, yeah, you boo-boo. You know what I did? I did the right thing. I was thinking of you and I was thinking of all of the talent. And yeah, if that makes me a heel, then I'm a heel because of the fact that I'm actually responsible and I care about my employees and their safety because I wouldn't let some rampant, egotistical, professional wrestler endanger everybody. So go ahead and boo me. I really don't care what you think or what you have. You know what I mean? And literally have them rabid, you know, and then attach him to some uh, heel, you know, and like he did, like Vince did, and then capitalize on it. Yep. Run with it. Granted, you know, at some point, because this is one thing none of them get, you know, is at some point, Tony, we're going to have to pay off that heat, which means you're going to be put in either a match or you're, you're going to get bumped, you know. You're going to have to at least give that audience some satisfaction. Otherwise, it's bad business. Yeah. But shoot, why not capitalize on it and run with it? You know, be living the moment. So, Al, th- this is what you o- <laughs> this is what you always say. This this is the he's doing this. This is the same, uh, the equivalent of him going out for the scrum, right? Yeah. 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 That, they, they don't even understand the notion of bro. You know, as a producer, okay, they don't even understand the notion. It's like exactly what Al said. Even if you're a wee bit unsure of what the response is going to be, pre-tape it and put it on the video screen. Now, now here's what he could have done. He could have even done this. Pre-tape it, say what you want to say on the video screen. Then they're booing you out of the building. Okay, bro, now at that point, if you want to walk out there live. Yeah. But but they didn't even take that into consideration. You know, Tony, there's a good chance they're going to boo you out. <laughs> yeah, I, it's okay. You know, I feel like I've got to go out there and, you know, I've got to be honest with them. And, you know, i got to, you know, earn their respect. No, you don't. you got to earn their money is what you got to do. I know that sounds harsh to say. Yeah. But that, that's the facts, you know. So now you've got raw emotion. The one thing we we desperately want and need and the one thing that we are getting harder to attain because of the way that it's being performed you've now captured that you've got it in your hands you've got an audience right here Mm -hmm. you know what i mean they're no longer thinking they're reacting yep take it run with it but be prepared when you go out there that it could happen and then like you said just put up a pre-tape you want to do it a lot you know beforehand pre-tape it Show it up there, you know, let, you know, and then gauge the reaction. And then the next TVs, 
go out there and go, you know what? We're going to embrace this. I'm going to run with it. You know, I'm, you know, because let's face it, what's the one thing? What's the one thing he desperately wants? I'll tell you, he wants to be in the center of attention, in the middle of that ring, experience the one thing that only the wrestlers can experience. And that is that moment of peak emotional connection. And the only way he can get that is if he'd have taken this moment right here and ran with it, you know? Yep. But now uh, the other side, and this is where a lot of them don't like, they don't like this. Remember Dixie didn't like it either. And that is once you are in it, now you've got to embrace it, which means you've got to take all the heat, which means you're not going to be liked, you know, and that's your objective. You know, your objective is to stir up that raw emotion, that want, that need, that desire to see you get your ass kicked. You know, that you get to take, you take a bump. So you got to do two things. One, you got to accept and embrace being the bad guy. Embrace, and not, not many people like doing that. Everyone wants to be liked, you know, and that they think that being liked is the most important thing in life when actually respect is the most important thing in life. And as long as they respect you, if they don't like you, who cares? Yeah. You know, so th- now he gets the chance. He has that opportunity to be that thing. Now here's the other side of the coin. You got to pay that off at some point. You got to be willing to give it back to the baby face. You got to at least take a bump, if not even do more than that, to allow for that audience to feel justified and vindicated that they got out there that he they got paid what they wanted and now they can you can move on and you've done great business you know oh you know you you know you know what you're talking about here jeff you know what he's talking about here oh we're 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 seeing al snow and tom jones that 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 is definitely happened that is definitely happened that's the season two that that's season two bro going into season three oh god yes are you kidding me Oh yeah, yeah. Look, look, look at the grin on his face, Jeff. Look, he knows. That's he knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 How much? How much you want to bet me right now? How much? Bet you any amount of money you want. Yeah, I guarantee you that'll happen. It's not going to happen. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll. See. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take your wife and Tom Jones. I'll take that one. Well, yeah, could that happen? That might happen. But All right, I'll take that. Hey, Jeff, do we got a quick? I, I know we got a lot to plug with, with, with this guy. We got the musical coming up now on Fox. Oh yeah, can, can, can variety we, can, hour. I got the variety hour too. The variety hour with head, bro. We got to sell that to somebody. Yeah. Do we have a quick story for out? Yeah, the L.A. Times has written an article on what went down with the timeline of Vince McMahon and the investigation yeah, and coming back, this. and it's basically what you guys were saying, you know, reading between the lines of everything and what you know of Vince McMahon. So what they're reporting is when, when Vince wanted to come back and then the board, which included Stephanie included triple H voted unanimously, voted unanimously to not bring him back. And then he, you know, got back in anyway with his voting power that they're, they're reporting that Vince McMahon viewed the entire thing as being, disloyal now yeah. you guys uh um we, we we talked about how vince mcmahon will get rid of people on his own terms or you know he plays kind of the long game with this so if this is accurate and this is being disloyal now being sold to the new company do you think anything he's still got uh some something up his sleeve to get revenge of course yes 
Absolutely, he does. I know, you know, you know, people think I'm I'm making this up, but Vince was taught very much what I talked about earlier about the intrinsic rules of the business, and and they're imprinted on him, like it's part of his personality. It's part of mine. You know what I mean? Like you can you can do. I'm a very patient, very tolerant person, but you cross those certain rules, we're done. Like you're gone. That's it. You know, I'll let you make mistakes because you're an idiot. You're young. You're dumb. I get it. I, I've been there. But you cross certain rules of behavior, you're gone because it's 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 a responsibility to the business. One of those is being loyal, and Vince is very big on loyalty. And and you know, you be disloyal to him. Well, now he's disloyal to you. Is he going to fly off the handle? Is he going to stand there and scream and shout and? threaten you and tell you what he's going to do like a lot of people do they react no he wouldn't uh, russo tell me if i'm wrong i mean we have yeah, 100 correct you know you'll you'll sit there and dump on him in the middle of a ring in front of god knows how many people and you'll walk back through the curtain thinking oh here we go and he'll just thank you and he'll you know and then you know that you know then he'll just won't put it over will not sell it and he'll just slowly, he'll make you pay. He'll get you back. You're not going to get away with it. And and behave in disloyalty and behavior where, you know, the you know, these they voted against him. You don't think that he's going to hold some kind of grudge and that he is not looking to at some point and he, he he'll get rid of them on his time. He will get back what was taken from him on his time. You know, it's very interesting, Jeff. I don't know if you read this or not. Okay. But based (laughs) on what Al just said, okay. Al, what's Ari's last name, Jeff? What's Ari's last name? Emmanuel, I believe. Okay. Ari, Ari, right. The, the, uh, the Endeavor guy. Yeah. At this meeting, they just had a meeting, uh, you know, addressing the employees and everything. Okay. (laughs) Guess who was introduced as the newest employee of the WWE working, working for the WWE. No, no. Ari's daughter, bro. Come (laughs) on, bro. Like when I saw that, I was like, bro, because we, we've heard nothing from Stephanie. I mean, Stephanie has been, you know, radio dead since this happened. And now Ari's daughter is going to have a high ranking role within the WWE. And, you know, and, and, you know, good for Stephanie. I mean, honestly, um, quite honestly, good for her because she, she went, she accomplished and built herself up, uh, left, you know, made an impact, left a mark, an indelible mark on the wrestling business uh, she achieved, you know, everything. She has two, two or three children, you know, and she's made her money. She can live comfortably. Why go into work every day? Yeah. Why not sit there and now live your life and go and enjoy it, you know, and have fun and not deal with the stress and the politics and the BS of, of going into a high stakes, high powered you know, high stress uh, office environment where there's 
have to put out one fire after another and take yourself away from your kids and your life that you could go and just enjoy yourself yeah, and have I a great agree. time. I mean, you know, the same with Triple H. You know, and I, you know, I get it. What you do gives you purpose, and if it gives you a purpose, it gives you a reason to live. But there are lots of other reasons to live yeah. than just working all the time. Yeah. And I, we all get so conditioned, uh, you know, to doing that. You know, and and you know, you, I, I think about that stuff a lot. You know, when you get to be our age, Vince, you know, yeah. you know, it, 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 it really. That's where everybody goes. Oh, you know, how'd you feel when you were forty or fifty? I felt fine. I had no problem with that. It wasn't until I got around 57 and I went, oh, shit, another three years, I'm going to be 60. That's when the clock starts. At 60, that's because the average lifespan is, what, 72, 73, something like that. So basically, if you're the average person, yeah, we've got about 12, 13 more good years. You know? Yeah. Really? So so for Stephanie, kudos. Good for you. Yeah. You know, look, Ari's daughter got hired. Okay, good for you, sweetheart. I'm taking vacation. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I'm going out to, you know, out to Martha's Vineyard with my kids and hanging out on the beach. And, you know, and if Triple H wants to work and still keep doing this, well, fine. I'm going to go and hang out with the kids and have a good time. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. All right, listen, Al. I don't have to worry about my bills being paid. I don't have to worry about where I'm going to get groceries. I got enough money to live the rest of my life any way I want. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go do it. I don't blame her at all. And, I, you know, Triple H should do the exact same yeah. thing. And also what you're doing by doing that is actually adding adding days and months to your life. That's that's actually what you're doing. All right, Al, listen, we got a long we got a long laundry list. Where, where we start now? Wrestlers on Netflix is out now, live and streaming. We were we were trending not once but twice, a third time for a 24 hour period of time. The show itself, me, hey, twice on a Wednesday on that the day that it premiered, and then on the following Saturday, I was debuting. I was premier trending for twenty four hours. So check out Wrestlers on Netflix. It has gotten nothing but four-star reviews uh, from Time Magazine, from Variety, Forbes, uh, New York Times, Wall Street Journal. It was featured on the Today Show. In fact, Coda and I are going to Hooters later. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to that date. Uh, You know, we we don't like to go to the salad bar events. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Coda likes Golden Corral. I mean, but I, for me, it's a step down. I really don't want to. I don't want to go there. You know, I look around. I'm like, how did my life get here, Coda? And she's like, hey, just did the, the chocolate water fountain. You know? <laughs> my my wife won't allow me to go to Golden Corral. Yeah, and hey, just so you know, uh, you know, they say you can put anything in that chocolate, you know, fountain. You can't put anything. They'll call the police if you put. <laughs> All right, what else, Al, man? It's not like I'm talking from experience, but yeah. <laughs> I'm at a golden grail. Uh, and, you know, they're big. You know, most of the customers there are big, but they can move fast. They'll get to you before you get to the door. Um, uh, if you want to learn more about OVW, you can go to ovwrestling.com. We are live every week, Thursday nights, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Fight TV. You can see us around the world, and you can see us on multiple they're not streaming platforms. They're actual, not, they are networks. They're broadcast and linear networks of YTA, Next Level, Action Channel. Uh, uh, Game Plus is a streaming network, uh, but RCN and Lily are not. You can see us in about 100 plus million homes from Canada all the way down to Puerto Rico, uh, Virgin Islands, Bahamas, and Guam. 
if you want to go and learn to become doing this amazing business, OVW Academy is for you. It's the only accredited by the State Office of Proprietary Education as a trade school for professional wrestling, sports, entertainment, and broadcasting in the world. And we continue every week to add to the syllabus of training. Uh, we have now we have concrete block work this week. <laughs> Uh, and also how to protect yourself via using only your head and your cervical spine <laughs> that you know anybody can take a flat back bump anyone can take a regular forward bump pussies that's what i call them you want to take things to the next edge if you want to be the next kenny omega you take it directly on your head yes. on your face on your skull and don't break your fall with your hands you be a man, okay? That walking stuff, it ain't all what it's cracked up to be. Think about it. <laughs> How many times have you went out shopping with your wife or you have went to you know, an amusement park and you're like, God, my feet hurt. My legs are tired. You don't need to worry anymore. Get into yeah. the wrestling business. Take a bump on your head. Now you can roll around in your wheelchair for the rest of the <laughs> And you don't have to worry about bothersome things like having to find a bathroom. You can just shit in the bag. That's been. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, you you'll be fine. Don't worry. Okay, there is life out of after wrestling. Suck <laughs> ass, but you're good. There's life after wrestling. Yeah, because <laughs> the show must go on. Because the that show was, must go on. Yes, nothing speaks to the wisdom of the youth than yes. that yes. statement right there. Yeah. yeah, the show had to go on. Yes. Granted, my life didn't, but, you know. <laughs> yes. I not yes. feel anything from my waist down. Uh, uh, if you're wanting to check out my stand-up, I'm on the premier uh, streaming network, myself and David Box Mullen, from a special that we did at Zany's Comedy Club. If you want to see it live, you can check me out in Lima, Ohio, on October 28th in my hometown with my mother in the audience, which is going to be incredibly awkward, uh, especially... If she boos me, she and I are going to fight. I'm going to throw her. <laughs> she scares me still to this day, but if I get her from behind, I think I could take her. Very nice. Oh, Very she's nice. always been a sucker for the left. You know what I mean? She'll drop her hand, and I can just come right in. Uh, <laughs> you know who can take a punch? B. Arthur. B. Arthur used to be. Yes. Yeah, I mean, rest her soul. Rest her soul. Uh, God bless her soul. Um, she could put away some wings at Hooters, too. I'm not yes. mean, but, you know, yeah. all the different actresses I've dated. Uh Anyways, um, comics. Uh, comic books are out at brokeniconcomics.com. Check them out. If you're wanting to learn more about my ridiculous career in life, you can go to, to amazon.com and you can check out self-help, which is my autobiography, uh, life lessons from the bizarre career of Al Snow. If you are wanting to follow me on social media for absolutely hilarious jokes, nonstop, constantly, uh, then you can go to the real Al Snow, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. I'm on there and uh, you can keep up with me and all my goings ons. And uh, and that's it. I think. Well, not, not oh, really. Jeff, elbowbrand.com. You see me wearing it on wrestlers. I have, we've got cool designs, yeah. cool shirts. It is the wrestling brand. Go to collar and elbowbrand.com. 
Get your shirts today. Jeff, tell them about uh, YouTube, man, and what we're doing for the next uh, six six yeah. more weeks. Tell them, Jeff. Yeah, Tuesday nights, 8 Eastern on YouTube, the three of us doing a live show. You can just uh, join us, and we're going through the wrestlers' episodes one by one. So we just did episode one this week, which is up. So next Tuesday, we'll uh, be sitting down doing episode two. Yeah, and it's, I believe, Jeff, they go to YouTube.com forward slash so Brand. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Al, we will. Uh, yeah, we will see you. Uh, we will. When? When? When do we do that, Jeff? Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday. Yes. Fuck. Yeah, we will see you Tuesday night, Al. Say goodbye, Al. Goodbye. The great Al Snow, everybody, and also coming Al Snow the musical, <laughs> and the variety show with Al Snow and Head. That'll also be coming soon. I'll let you know. When we get more details. What's going on with your world, Jeff? Uh, not too much, but uh, we got a lot going on on Patreon. So if you haven't checked that out yet, you can uh, check out. We got tiers starting just at $3 a month where you get Master Shoot Theater on that tier, Better Call Con, the AEW Review. We got more tiers if you're interested where we got EC3, we got Disco, we got uh, Vic Venom, we got bonus cash rating the marks, we got other bonus shows that Vince does exclusively for Patreon. Probably some stuff I'm forgetting. I usually do. But starting at $3 a month, patreon.com slash RussoTWC. And also, if you sign up, you can go back and watch all the stuff that we've we've put up there since day one is still up there. You can check out There's a lot of content, guys. It'll keep you busy for a very, very, very long time. That is it, everybody. For me, Jeff and Al, we'll see you next week.